Hello, friends, and welcome back to The Olive Press, a podcast where we discuss the purpose and principles of education in the light of Scripture. I am your host, Sharon Barrett, from Olive Tree Learning. Check us out at www.olivetreelearning.life. And I'm going to talk to you today about transcendence. I was thinking about this (laughs) as I was... Uh, wandering around in the backyard looking after the dogs and thinking about how they love to have time to run around in the yard and if they had access to an open pasture they would just run and run and run and not stop and I don't blame them one bit. That desire to just run out and be free with no fences, no boundaries, no restraints closing you in and stopping your movement is a pretty basic desire, I think, for living beings, especially humans and dogs, and we have a lot of similar needs since we've adapted to live together pretty closely over our short history. Anyway, I was just thinking about why this desire to live without fences is attractive, why it seems to strike a chord. And if it doesn't strike a chord with you, I would actually encourage you to stop and think about that. Why why do you not have a desire for openness and freedom from limitation? Because that could tell you something about how you have been programmed by the life you have lived within tight structures and limitations that has taught you that those things are completely natural and normal. I'm not saying that structure is bad. We do need some structure. We need discipline and routine. But I'm saying to be completely boxed in all the time in the way we live, the way we eat, the way we work, the way we go to school, where we go to school. Think about it. Even physically, a classroom is a literal box, usually without windows. So children in schools are spending eight hours a day in windowless boxes sitting at square desks in square chairs and if it's an uh, older school they may even or if it's a younger classroom they may even have the chairs that are attached to the desks so you can't even move you're you're just stuck in that little space to do your work it does something to your mind to the way you perceive the world Instead of seeing horizons, all you see around you is boxes and lines. I don't believe that's natural. I don't believe it's the way humans were designed to live. So I was thinking about what we are designed for, and I believe we are designed for openness and freedom, and the reason for that is that we're designed for transcendence. We are designed to seek and to find something bigger than ourselves. Think about the works of great literature, whether it's uh, a forest that the characters wander through, or a mountain that they climb, an open prairie, a sea of grass with no boundary but the horizon. Or an open ocean with 
no limitations except the navigator's own skill and ability to sail the ship. The quest, the hero's journey, the quest, whatever you want to call it, is always about encountering something larger, striking out into an uncharted territory, or finding something new. Think about the children of Israel going into the wilderness. This was a, a place where no one had been, at least none of them had been. It was a journey inward, but also a journey in the physical, into a place where they couldn't see where the boundaries were. They had to trust that they were being led. Whatever your mental picture is of the unbounded, limitless space that beckons you, that invites you to come out, strike out and explore. Consider that that is, that is meant to help you tap into the concept of transcendence. I'm going to pull a quote from a book by one of my mentors that I worked under at Wesley Biblical Seminary. His name is Matt Friedemann, Dr. Matt Friedemann. And in his book on the 5Q method of group Bible study, he says on page 26, that transcendence, finding transcendence and encountering it and celebrating it is an inherent human need. We have a need to show awe, wonder, praise, and admiration. He says we need it, we need to transcend ourselves and our own limited experience and the limitations of even our physical being because it helps us remove the tyranny of the ego. It helps us develop empathy. And that comes from pages 26 to 27. When we encounter something that's bigger, that's beyond, that we can't understand, that challenges us to understand, but that we can't fully overcome, it helps us get outside of our little mind where we think we know everything we have everything under control it helps us release that sense of being in control because we know ultimately we're not we can work on our boundaries and our discipline and our routine and we have control over some limited things but in the end there's always something bigger and I think that's one of the arguments kind of standard arguments that's used for the existence of God. Everything around us had to come from somewhere and we know that that, some, that something that's out there has to be bigger than us in order to create something so vast. But it's more than a logic type of question. Transcendence and recognizing transcendence is about our emotions and our affections. It's about our, our filter, how we see the world and the t kinds of things that we react to and tune into. If I don't have a sense of the transcendent, I'm always gonna have my nose down looking at what's in front of me. It's like a, a 
person who lives on the edge of of uh, okay a cliff with an incredibly beautiful valley stretching out right next to them literally right under their front door all they have to do is step out their front door and they see this amazing panorama and they never actually step out the front door and look at it and enjoy this beauty they never see the desert sunset over that valley down below their mesa they're always in their house doing whatever it is that they're doing and they they never even look up so they never have a chance to be touched by that beauty and feel it stir them and call out to them the Bible says deep calls to deep it says he has put eternity in the hearts of man that desire is there but it has to be awakened by an encounter and once we have that encounter and it shapes our perception our perception begins to affect how we filter reality we start noticing different things once I know once I've seen my first desert sunset and I know how beautiful it can be I will go out of my way to rearrange my day to make sure that I get to see another sunset once I have heard a beautiful piece of music I will look for more ways to have access to music for listening and I will make sure that the music I'm listening to is of that same level of quality that same ability to make me feel stirred and inspired and step outside myself so education which isn't just about shaping the mind it's about shaping the heart is really about shaping our perception of what's around us encouraging us giving us those encounters and then encouraging us to continue seeking them out it's about putting the beautiful things in front of this little person that you're tasked with discipling and letting them discover letting them experience the delight the joy the wonder so then it becomes their choice remember how in our first episode we talked about the enjoyment of reading and how that should be an experience that we create for the child for the student so that he or she then desires out of their own volition to come back and repeat it it's not something we have to force it's not something that we have to uh, structure punitively they want it they seek it out and so when we build it into routine there's not a resistance there it feels natural this concept of encountering the transcendent in everyday life is just a bigger picture of that building delight in reading so I want to encourage you where is your sunset or where is your ocean front or your river or your forest what is there around you even if it is just a 12 by 12 patch of grass if you live in the middle of the city 
and you don't have access to uh, a large scope of the natural world, go find that patch of grass, touch some grass, <laughs> get out of the concrete jungle for a minute. If there is a fruit tree by you, go and sit under the tree and touch the tree and if there's fruit on it, touch the fruit. You don't have to even pick it, but if you can, you know, if it's your tree or you have permission, then definitely, definitely do. But just touch the tree. Look up at the sky. If you don't have um, stars in your sky because there's too much artificial light, um, I guess see if you can see the moon. <laughs> if you have enough horizon to watch the moon rise and set, that's pretty cool because it's something that changes literally every night. It changes shape, it changes the amount of light that's reflected, it even changes the position where it rises and sets, and of course the time of day. It's this, it's like it's a clock. You can discover something new every single night if you watch for the moon. You can discover something new every single day when the sun comes up because the clouds are always going to be different. There's going to be a different bird singing in that tree. Or it'll be singing a different song. There's so much that you can go out and encounter. I want you to go encounter something of beauty outside yourself. And then see how you feel. Reflect on what it does for you. What desire does that encounter stir in you? What do you want next? What do you want to go and find? What do you want to go and seek out? You may go and seek out uh, something of literature or art or music, looking for more of that beauty that meets the desire that was stirred. You may go for a long walk. That would be a great thing to do. You may be inspired to pray, as Friedi said in his book, to show all wonder, praise, and admiration. You may be inspired to speak out loud a word of gratitude and wonder and awe to the Creator for giving you this gift. And then I want you to think about how you are challenged every time you encounter beauty, every time that desire is stirred, every time a new quest is sparked within you, what challenge are you trying to meet? What are you going out to find? Because ultimately, these encounters with beauty in the natural point us to something that is above and beyond the natural. That something bigger, something out there, that's calling to us is calling with a mission and a goal for us. That we are not to stay as we are, but we are to be transformed by an encounter with the transcendent. What encounter have you had today? How is it challenging you? 
What is it challenging you to change about yourself? How can you grow toward the image of God in the Messiah? Something that was your birthright as a human being, that was lost, destroyed, stolen, taken away, and damaged. That Jesus, Yeshua, made a way to be restored to us and for us to be restored to it. How can you take hold of that image today and put it on and achieve more of his likeness? How can you become more like Messiah today? Just some thoughts for you in your journey along the path toward a biblical education. Thanks for joining me today on this uh, episode about beauty and the encounter with transcendence. Hope you'll join me next time. And uh, if you like these topics, if you like these reflections, I will be releasing a book soon talking about some of what we discussed today, beauty, transcendence, um, learning, shaping the affections, and how a truly biblical education does these things best. And this book is called 90 Days to a Biblical Education, and I'll let you know soon when and where you will be able to find it. So have an, an excellent week until we talk again, and I will see you soon. Thanks for joining me. Shalom, shalom.